What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Voice, and you're here for another episode of the Facts Project. Today, special guest, repeat guest, Wells Thompson. We're here to talk about Mechaton once again, but this time, the entire trade, volume one, issues mm -hmm. one through five. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Look, um, I tell everybody when it comes to recommendations for indie comics, uh, especially uh, something that is all ages and something that is particularly fun, that Mechaton is just one of those comics that seems to always be on the list for me. And the result of it is just like the, the concept of it. Obviously, I can tell it's more than likely you and a bunch of friends shooting ideas in the middle of a room and mm. then all of a sudden it's like something stuck. And it was like, you know what? Days later, it does work. You know what? That's cool as hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you, yeah. Nail on the head. Uh, I mean, it was, yeah, it was that it was days later and then it was weeks later and then it was months later and years later. And we just kept on coming back to it. Like, that's a good idea, man. We gotta, we gotta do something with that. Yeah, like somebody got to start writing about that. So, yeah. so who, who, who jumped the shark? Was it you or Dalton? Dalton, Dalton wrote the first draft. Gotcha. Uh, he, it, it was always sort of uh, historically, uh, I've, I've never been the guy with the, crazy out there uh you know huge concept ideas i'm i'm much more like on the ground character oriented um and i, I feel like i've you know gotten more dynamic over time as a par partially from working with dalton because he's just such like a engaging and, and fun storyteller and just uh and and has that energy of just like yeah but what if something crazy happened right. um and and yeah but yeah no he he uh wrote the first issue and uh sort of sat on it for a little while uh he wrote i think three three or four issues um and it it goes absolutely crazy right out the gate and uh we uh looked back over it and said you know this if we just like give this story some time to breathe we could really be something special and so the first issue is really similar still even the issue that's that's in print is is pretty similar to that first crack at it but it just takes its time in in sort of developing the characters a little bit more before it really starts going crazy right and and even one of the better characters that i think you've written in a real long time is the character of derek in 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 mechaton because yeah, I'm <laughs> if, if, yeah, you know what i'm saying like he's just like this everybody knows a derek Everybody, mm. everybody has one like that is pretty much careless, like doesn't yeah. doesn't give a damn about anything. All he wants to do is just get back into the solace of his solitude, play his video games and just not do anything and yeah. probably, probably just eat pizza. He's so, he's a lazy dude, but at his heart, he's a good dude. Yeah, he's, that's he, but that's the other thing. He's carefree, but he's like the nicest guy. The yeah. only thing that that y'all didn't add is that he could possibly be smoking weed every now and then. That's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. In a, in a more adult, uh, oriented, you know, right. uh, comic that might've been, uh, the, that, that might've been included. It was definitely sort of in the background. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think we needed to make that explicit yeah. to get the vibe of like, you know, Considering the fact that this is an all ages book, no need for an ashtray <laughs> with a joint laying into it at all. In right. Comic at all. That just wouldn't fly. <laughs> but his sister kind of like provides the the realm of being like the guidance counselor for him. 
A little bit, yeah. Leah but, but is, she plays into his fun. She plays into for sure. Yeah. Oh, she she's an accomplice for sure. And I think uh she, you know, she likes that he's a little bit on the lazier side because it makes her feel better about uh, you know, not being her life choices. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not even like she's in that much better of a place. It's just like, well, you know, I'm doing better than this guy. Yeah. Um, in a loving way, you know, but uh yeah, they, they just they have that rapport with each other and uh, and and she tries to bring out the best in him and uh, pokes and prods him along. And, uh, you know, I, I think that their, their dynamic is is probably one of the most the things I'm most proud of in the book is is just that, like getting the sort of brother sister dynamic right, um, yeah. where a lot of. I notice a lot of media takes shortcuts uh, when when it comes to establishing that and and showing the di- you know building that very natural rapport between the characters. Um, like Gravity Falls gets it right, and and everyone else yeah. that tries feels That's a good comparison. Yeah, it, everyone else that tries it feels super forced, and I just don't. It's yeah. it, it feels like it could be interchangeable. Leah and Derek are, are brother and sister, and there's no other explanation for that relationship. Yeah, and, and and if we just wanted to even point point out just the context of what we're talking about, Megaton is merely the fact that De- Derek found an alien tech glove. Mm-hmm. One technically, day. Leah found it, but yeah, I'm sorry. yes, yes, you're right. Leah you're right. finds like, finds this glove. It it crash lands out of the sky, nearly flattens her. Uh, and she starts toying around with it and realizes it's it's a piece of technology she doesn't know where from, uh, and it needs some kind of user to interact with it. And she's not going to put it on uh, in she's not going to put her hand up in it. So she sticks it on Derek, and uh, they realize two things very quickly: one, it won't come off, and two, anything they punch while they wear it turns into a an, uh, into a battle mech. Right. A complete setup, and she has no fault in this. I don't even think she felt bad when Derek got fired. <laughs> 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 um she didn't find out for a little while he he kept that from her right. but but he but when, she, when he told her it was just like you know what next time like i'm not i'm not i'm not mad i'm i'm mad that i'm not surprised that's that's yeah. where i'm at right now <laughs> it's kind of like yeah it was bound to happen anyway you know <laughs> but even in the realm of all this happening uh he now has this has this glove on his hand and certain things start happening one one being the fact that now uh, where they live is now being intruded by these monstrous creatures, uh, mm-hmm. aliens, so be it, mosquitoes, uh, <laughs> you know, like all sorts of stuff. And you have no idea where this stuff is coming from. All Derek knows is that he has to react. And the only sure. way that he can react, I mean, the first time it was by accident. He was like, oh, shit, this is what it does. Yeah, exactly. But the next the first time-, time is sort of is sort of by accident. He doesn't, you know. He doesn't know what he's getting into. It just kind of happens. And then at that point, it's, you know, well, we may as well use this. Uh, The second time there's some resistance because that first time there were some consequences. He didn't, you know, he got in a little bit deep. Yeah, he was in the police station after that. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And uh, he, you know, that that resistance wound up putting uh, people in, more people in danger. And so by the third time it comes around, he sort of, uh, I don't know if he's completed his hero arc at that point, but he's much quicker to to jump into the thick of it. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm the one who can solve the problem. Let's solve the problem. Yeah, and even in the even in that whole whole storyline, like um, you're almost looking at it. He's very gullible. He's naive. He and, it's, and it's okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, um, and, and even in the fact you come to find out later in the story, generally in issues three, four, and five, mm-hmm. is the scrutiny behind the alien tech. So it, that you would naturally expect if something from the heavens fell down to earth and then right. somebody had to use it, they were calling it a weapon of mass destruction. The police were saying that, you know, like, we got to throw this kid in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, Captain Bolton, I guess, saw a little bit of solace in it. But then again, it was like, okay, we can use him to save our ass because we didn't do anything when that monster showed up. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I think that, like, we we wanted to, we didn't want to say, like, everyone involved in this is is automatically going to be the worst person. But the systems that they work for are sort of pointed against Derek and his and his family and what, what they're trying to do. Um, you know, that ultimately people are acting, the people around Derek are sort of acting out of self-interest. And uh, yeah, he gets caught in the middle of it because he suddenly finds himself with this incredible power. And, yeah. and even in the midst of all this lightheartedness, like the fact that he he then goes against like like he he's he's now amassed in all this scrutiny mm-hmm. that's and you almost see how society shifts in this book you know when something mm-hmm. is unfamiliar to anyone they automatically deem it as strange or a threat mm-hmm. so like that 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 portion of the book you like you where you saw it shift and Derek's still just being Derek this entire right. time he but, hasn't changed the world is changing around yeah, him exactly so, like, not only do you have the people yelling, oh, it's a we- weapon of mass destruction, they also deem, some people even deem him popular. They're like, yo, this yeah. is you're the best thing ever, man. Mechaton is the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, he kind of, like, it, unwitting influencer kind of uh, uh, culture happens around him and uh, people find out where he lives and starts, start like... Stalking his house. Yeah, stalking his house with signs and stuff. Um, yeah, he, he sort of, without meaning to becomes the con- the the center of a bunch of controversy and and uh I-, I think that you know if there's anything i've learned in the internet age it's it's that anyone can go viral for any reason and you don't really get a say when or why it happens right or uh, how how it happened yeah, like or how it, it could have been a mistake and obviously in derek's case yeah. three quarters of this stuff is a mistake yeah he didn't intend for any of this to he he would still be playing video games in the basement if he had his way. <laughs> of course. And, and and that's pretty much what he wants to do. And that's what he keeps telling mm-hmm. everybody. It's like, yeah. I just want to go home and play video games. I don't want to mm-hmm. be in this. And even the fact, um, I mean, Leah's trying to just like be the resolve in this issue. She just wants to, yeah. she wants to put a, a plastic bubble around Derek. And her overprotective girlfriend Hex is just like every time. It's just like, yo, get, just just get away. First, fix my house. <laughs> Hex is very no nonsense. I, I I love them as a character. Uh, yeah, no, they they are super uh, resistant to the whole concept. Uh, if I when we wrote that character, we wanted them to feel like they were they didn't belong in this genre. Mm-hmm. Um, uh like they could be the protagonist of like a weird magical realist fantasy book almost like a completely different like does not belong here at all not amused by any of the antics 
but sort of has to roll with it because they care about Leah for, for the most part and oh, yeah. uh, and, and want to make sure that Leah isn't going to get hurt doing something stupid with uh, with Derek around. Yeah, uh-huh. and, he, and even in the fact that Leah's like the trusted guardian, like automatically on TV, like all this stuff is happening. He's getting blown up by his mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, like one of my favorite scenes to write in the entire series so far. And I, it, it, uh, there's one in the future that uh, I really like. I think everything is building toward, and I, I'm, I'm can't wait to, to show that off. Uh, but the most fun I had writing a scene so far is, is the scene where, uh, they keep getting calls from their mom and they keep putting her on, they keep screening the calls and being like, what are we going to do? And that's crazy. That's like, I think that might be like issue three or issue four. And I was like, their mom has never even been brought up the entire time. So like, (laughs) so she, she's been brought up, I think once or twice as like, issue one, I'm sorry. You know, she, you know, she, she's gone. She, we don't have to worry about her. Um, they're sort of staying in her house, uh, and but she's like she's not she's a part of their lives, but she's not around right now. And uh, I think they they know that she's a little bit overprotective and that she would not approve of any of this. So <laughs> so they just don't want to deal with the reality of like what happens when she finds out. Yeah, and 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 even so, like I guess after the fact, um. He then comes into the mind of his uh um, um, comes into the face to face with his former boss, Mr. Moore, who mm-hmm. runs the pizza shop. And Mr. Moore is literally trying to use utilize the tech that's on his arm as a cash grab, wants him to be the mascot for his pizza place. So when you're talking about that influencer type of balance that he wanted to use, he literally rolled up in his car, but like, I ah, don't worry about that, man. That's a that firing. That's in the past. It's in the past. That never happened. I need you to sell this glow in the dark pizza. That's what we really need to do. <laughs> yeah, that was sort of the the fun and challenge challenging thing that I tried to do with the book is like this great awesome thing happens to you. How does the world around you change? Do you recognize that like people are taking advantage of you? Because mm-hmm. they they almost without fail they will. Some people are really genuine and and want to help you out and want to do the right thing. Some people purely want to take advantage of you. Can you parse the difference? Yep. Um, and yeah, and and some people he's suspicious of, and some people he rolls with, and you know by the end there there's some major consequences that uh, that uh, and, get that result in a big big throwdown. <laughs> that well, that was the the big conflict because you actually come to realize like he's been just punching inanimate inanimate animated things yeah he actually punched a human being you were like well he didn't really turn into a mech no he just turned into a grease beast a, a piece of pizza waste uh, the cheese monster yeah, yeah cheese it's one monster. of my yeah that was, that was one of those things that we kept on like oh just wait until they see yeah, this. It's, like, it's like pizza the hut from space balls just grown mm-hmm. <laughs> so so you come to you come to realize it like okay it does a certain type of thing to human beings if you do right it it's it it's given a little bit more of a of a straight explanation in in issue six which we we just got done writing mm-hmm. um and and yeah you when as as you said at the beginning like when you get to the end you're like oh we're gonna get some answers finally like but by the end of this um and you do and and uh those it it doesn't veer 
too hard into like now we're going on space adventures and none of that stuff mattered before right. uh but the stakes do pick up and and we get to see a different side of what you know this team this unlikely team looks like yeah um but yeah no everything up until now has been very focused on on just what happens to Derek, you know and, day to and day. the consequences of him you know taking it at face value uh yeah yeah, I, I feel I feel like as as far as like the whole as a whole, this entire volume, like the cliffhanger ended perfectly. Like, how did mm-hmm. as far as like understanding where that arc was going to end in issue five, and noticeably taking forth that volume two was going to be a totally different book than mm-hmm. these first five pages. Like, what, like when you and Dalton were basically like putting that together, how did y'all see that? Um, I. Again, like I had, we really stretched the original premise like Taffy. The original thing, the entire story was about uh, four or five issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, So to me, it was about let's really establish the hell out of who these people are and give them a full arc, uh, right? And and let them sort of fully embrace what's going on and and uh, and and see them. You know, by the I think at least by the time we get to the end, Derek has done one of his most heroic acts and uh and is is truly the best person in the room uh by by the end of it, even even seeing past his mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um and then right when we've we've had that big character moment and we sort of see how much Derek has grown since issue one, we figuratively and literally knock him out and uh and put something totally absurd in front of him uh and and yeah the the very last thing you see in in issue five is a big a a blue alien with a with a scalpel going hold still this is only gonna hurt for a second yeah right (laughs) so of course when when we're talking about the first four first five issues the first five issues we were looking at okay alien tech we saw no aliens, but we kept seeing yeah. all these monsters. You knew, the, you knew it from was the inevitable. prologue, you know that it's alien. Because yeah, you knew it was inevitable. Yeah. Like, it was going to happen, it was just a matter of when. Right. Then they exactly. got introduced to this character, Enza. Mm-hmm. And is it okay to preface her, or is that going in? No, the, sure, go ahead. Going no, too I mean, far in the, in the, in the season, issue six? All you need to know about Enza is that she... Uh, she we we see her at the very beginning of the series and the very end and mm-hmm. there's a couple easter eggs kind of sprinkled into the mix if for for eagle-eyed viewers to to look uh so she's around but she doesn't really show herself until until very late um for for reasons i'm not going to get into she uh she had possession of the glove she uh crash landed on earth lost possession of it and uh now uh, she wants it back. Um, she's not the only one that wants it back, and Make that is going to be driving a large part of the conflict in the future. But uh, she is, I think, uh, in in other in, maybe in other media or maybe just like in the grand scheme of things, she really is probably the pro- like the the main character of the story. Yeah. Um, if <laughs> Like Derek is the protagonist, and that's not going to change. But in if you were to just say like the grand scheme of what this story is on a cosmic scale, she's the protagonist. Like she okay. should be the main character, and it's just Derek is kind of 
haplessly, you know, uh, found himself in the in the middle of it. Yeah, and I think it took for his sister to get injured and him to see that the reality, the toll of all the destruction that that could go on. It was like, mm-hmm. all right, you know, this this is getting a little too real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. For but sure. but but inevitably, I mean, outside of even just this this lovely book here, mm-hmm. I mean, you 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 and Dalton have been pretty much multifaceted uh, writers since you've been doing this. Um, the fact that you've you you have this all ages book, you have your creative IP with doing Frankenstein the Unconquered, you have Depths, which is co- sort of like a correlation of you and Dalton putting together this this long form story uh, it, for for as long as I can remember that you that you basically put out on Kickstarter and on and on Zoop, uh, mm-hmm. Skills that that came out recently. Like you you just have this this uh, I'm gonna say a worldview of a lot of the comic book making that you've been doing. Sure. How, how are you able to genre bend so much? Like you, you're able to go anywhere you want to go with how you want to create your comics. Uh, I, I've never really felt comfortable sticking with one genre. Uh, to me, genre is a smuggler's tool. It's, it's what you use to, to convince people to read the thing and, and get what you wanted to say through um you know people like uh, as an example uh avatar the last airbender if you sit there and and tell people that it's a series about you know found family and and sort of overcoming your limits and and finding out the person that you want to be that sounds great but it doesn't hook people the way it's about you know element bending uh uh kung fu kick-ass you know little kids yeah like that the genre is what makes people go i want to read that and then what it's about is sort is, is what makes people you know stick with the series and and really love and appreciate it um and i i've as a writer i've always been more concerned with the latter than the former um and and, I, and you know for better and worse i think i'm i write really good stories and i'm really proud of them uh but I also have a really hard time telling people what they're about because, because I don't start with, it would be cool to make a really good sci-fi, you know, action comedy right. uh, for all ages. I start with, I want to tell a story about community and coming together and working with what you have and, and sort of the, the thing that, you know, gloms that all together is the science fiction. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's, to me, I just start with what I want to say with a story, and then I find a genre that works. Um, you know, there, there's some exception to that. I think we, uh, when I started on Catskin and the Rose, which is uh, a fantasy romance, that did more or less start with what would what would I do with a romance? Because I don't know. I never have, have thought about uh, writing it before. And so I just started from, from the fantasy romance and sort of built something really cool on top of that right um but yeah i i i I also really just like exploring different things and uh finding out i guess stuff (laughs) working with stuff that's cool not necessarily uh stuff that i'm familiar with i like challenging myself and and going to different places and weird places and and seeing what i like about it Mm -hmm. um you know i'm not (laughs) 
not guaranteeing uh, anything about what you're going to see in the future, but like I, I went down a rabbit hole of reading like uh, Annihilation and, and the, the Southern Reach trilogy uh, from James Vandermeer and that style of like science fiction, uh, uh, cosmic horror just like ingrained itself in me and I really want to do something with that now. Right, right, but, right, right. I mean, no, no, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold me or anyone else to that. I, I'm not gonna say that you're gonna see something uh, cosmic horror related from me, but that's yeah. generally how it starts. Is is yeah. it? You know, uh, you get, I get something, I see something really cool, and I'm like, either what can I do with that, or I have a really like solid thing that I want to say, and I go, how do I say this in a mm. cool and interesting way? Are pitch comparisons like a bad idea? Like meaning like if somebody said about Mechaton that maybe like, oh, it's just like Pacific Rim. Is that like a bad idea to like actually like say to where some you be no, like, I think it's I, nothing like Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's necessary. Uh, people, you know, particularly writers uh, are really uh, uh, precious when it comes to their work. <laughs> Mm-hmm. um but we are we're just we're we think we want our thing to be the most unique thing in the world but i think people uh pe- people learn to like stuff and people try new stuff based on the stuff that they already like right so yeah uh learning how to do like effective media comparison as a as a someone who's pitching a story is really really important and yeah i, I say all the time Mechaton is Scott Pilgrim meets Pacific Rim. You know, if you like those, you'll like this. Um, and you can pick apart how accurate that is. But at the end of the day, you know, if if what someone likes about those is over the top action and giant robots and kaiju and and sort of, you know, rule of cool wackiness, they're gonna like Mechaton. Right. Uh, and, and so it's just kind of generally pointing people in the direction that you want them to go. Yeah, that's, that's amazing, man. But hey, I appreciate you doing this with me. Um, Mechaton right now has about well, how, how long left? I th- shoot, I think like twenty eight days. Uh yeah, just launched uh, yesterday, so we've got halfway so twenty eight days to go. Uh, tack on another, you know, a uh, couple of or another like twenty four hours to that because there's always a bit of a, a weird reset. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we've got it. It ends on March sixth, Wednesday, March sixth. Uh, it is currently sitting at about 1300 bucks out of a $3,000 goal. Uh, it's ready to print as soon as it's done. We're going to, we're going to be able to ship it out. Um, yeah, all the art and everything is done. There's no weight on it. So, uh, really we're just looking to break some stretch goals and, and really see how far we can push it and get, hopefully get some new, uh, new people. I think so. Usually trades get a chance to do that, especially when it comes to like convention season and the way that they're basically Mm -hmm broader they're a broader sense of commerce because you do get the full story or you get a full arc mm-hmm. so that's 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 always a bonus man but i i wish you guys the best of luck i mean i know if you're halfway there more than likely i'm just gonna send out an advanced congratulatory uh message to you because i'm pretty sure that's gonna go down especially with megaton because it's it's obviously been something that a lot of people have gravitated to over time every time you've had the ability to put out issues out it's definitely something that people look forward to yeah, no, they, I of all the stuff that we do, um, Mechaton is the one. I, I think you know it has probably the the smallest fan base. It has is probably the smallest amount of people that can that come back. But the people that come back 
come back very consistently. Yeah. I get the most, you know, uh, mail and emails and stuff about asking about Mechaton and when the next one's coming out, people telling me that they love Mechaton, that the, people talk to me about Mechaton the most, like yeah. as, as fans, um, as people, you know, I think Frankenstein draws a lot of people in and a lot of people are really curious about it. You. And then I got yeah. to know this. Exactly. Like a lot of people get drawn in by Frankenstein the Unconquered and Frankenstein the Unconquered is really cool. Yeah. Uh, but Mechaton is the one that that they really fall in love with. So I there's definitely something special about the book, uh, about about the story. And uh, I just can't wait to, you know, put it in the hands of every child in America. <laughs> oh, I'm all for it. Now, I'm, I'm happy to, to promote that fact, man. Well, Wells, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, I appreciate the, everything that you're doing, man. So uh, if anybody wanted to get their hands on basically past issues of Mechaton, uh, mm. how could they basically do so? Sure. Well, uh, the Kickstarter has uh, the the trade available uh, and also all the back issues. Uh, so if you're a collector, if you want to get all of the, uh, the available covers and whatnot, yeah, that's all there. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, if it's not, if I'm, if, if you hear this and we're, you know, past the time of the Kickstarter, uh, you can go to my website, wellsthompson.com. I have links to where you can find everything there, as well as my, uh, my newsletter Substack, uh, where you can keep up with, uh, what I'm working on and, and when stuff comes out and see pictures of my cats every now and then. Absolutely, man. Hey, hey, by the way, tell Dalton, we said, Hey, for sure we'll do yeah he, right. he unfortunately had a late day wasn't able to make it but all good man yeah all right man so so from james grandmaster facts boys and the facts project wells thompson uh go out there get megaton volume one right now on kickstarter you got almost a little less than a month left so go out there and get that uh thank you again so for everybody here at the facts project we are out 